Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast. I am Michael Platten, and with me is Simon Strawn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We think it's actually quite important now that we are in our respiratory virus season to chat about one of the main concerning respiratory infections that we are seeing right now, and that is RSV or respiratory syncytial virus, which is the common cause or the most common cause of what we call bronchiolitis. So some people say baby bronchitis. Mm. RSV is an infection that affects the, the sinuses, so runny nose, sneezing, coughing. Sometimes it can just start with coughing, but then it progresses down into the chest. Normally causes difficulty breathing, wheezing, and a very, very severe cough that is normally worse overnight into the morning, but also continues throughout the day with all the other signs of respiratory distress that we have spoken about before. So flaring of the nose, recessing, or like where the skin underneath the ribs pulls in when they breathe, and also when they breathe out, it takes a long time for them to breathe out. We call it a prolonged expiratory phase. Just because they can breathe in quite easily, but the lungs are so infected and unhappy that when they breathe out, it takes a long time for that air to come out because of all the, the destruction and damage that's going on, which we're going to unpack during the rest of the podcast. So Simon, yeah, what so do this, you think This is one of these things where you need to have your wits about you. Because the, this, this RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, the syncytium is just a lot of thick mucus. This virus's job is to produce as much thick, sticky mucus as it possibly can from the nose right the way into the airways. So, yep, starts in the nose, that's right. So you might just have a child who's got a bit of a sneeze and a bit of a mucusy nose, and you think, oh, something's happening. And then suddenly they start to cough, and then they start to wheeze. And you hear this, <laughs> that kind of Pretty wheezy sound. Pretty much like sound. you've sounded this week. Yes, I have, because I've had RSV this week. <laughs> um, and and that's, what, uh, that's what they sound like. And when I say you have to have your wits about you, it's important because about 10% of all children, especially those little ones under a year or under six months, will end up in hospital and will end up needing oxygen. Most of them we can treat at home, but... You're going to be sitting with a child who sounds like that, who may not be breathing too fast, who may not be having those retractions as you were describing. Um, but the point is, this thing takes up to two weeks to get better. And from the moment they start to sound chesty and wheezy to when they're at their worst can take about four or five days. So this RSV is around every single year. It's around in the winter months, uh, predominantly winter months. So all over the world. Feb February to about March or April. Or March a bit longer. Or June. In, yeah, so, so in Johannesburg I mean area. So yeah, Johannesburg, it's in the Southern Hemisphere. It's usually from about February to about June, July. Um, some places in South Africa in the more, on the coast, in the tropical areas. Uh, Durban area, for example, it may well have, and it's a bit more wet and humid. It might be December. And the same thing applies in the Northern Hemisphere. It's in winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm. So whatever the corresponding time is. Every single child under three will get RSV at least once. The protection you get from your natural infection is not fantastic. Mm. So you need, in fact, 
so you're exposed to this virus every winter, but when you've had it the first time, the second time you get it, you won't get it as badly. And what's happening now, in 2020, during the height of the COVID pandemic, when everybody was locked away and shut away, there was no RSV. And, this is and, not, and you're saying that based on data from Data, labs. not just in South Africa, around the world. Pediatric wards that are usually overflowing in winter with RSV like now. were empty in 2020. What happened was that we then, in winter in, winter in 2020, mm. what we saw in South Africa is we saw an RSV season in December 2020, never heard of in Johannesburg. And it lasted December, January, February into March. Mm. This year now, now we're seeing not only our normal time for RSV, but we're seeing a much much higher burden, mm. much more positive children. And why is that? Well, because we have an entire population of children who have never seen it. Mm. So they're completely naive to it. We have other children who are three who may have seen it once only. Not This is not their third exposure, which would have been. This is what COVID's done. So this is why we're seeing it so badly now. And people are shocked. And Mike and I are looking and going, but this is what we see. This is how it goes. <laughs> it's expected. You know, this is what we see. <clears throat> But the kids are sick, eh? Mm. They are really, they cough and they wheeze and they splutter. And the tough thing, as I said, is that it takes time. Mm. The treatment of it is the toughest part of the lot because it's time. <laughs> nothing works. I mean, there literally are pediatric units in the world where when children are admitted with bronchiolitis from RSC, all they get is oxygen. Mm. Nebulization, there's very little evidence that it makes any difference. We do still try it. But sometimes it does help. Yeah, so that's exactly sometimes right. it doesn't. So there's no guarantee, but we do. We nebulize. And I can tell you over the years I've been in practice, I can remember reading up on this on the latest uh, treatments for bronchiolitis, what works in the nebulizer and what doesn't work in the nebulizer. And I can tell you that it's changed. Every five to six or seven or eight years, something else has tried, something else has tried. And the big thing at the moment is what we call hypertonic saline. So saline Normal saline, we know, is, is 0.9% salt. And that's what you spray in your kid's nose to try and exactly. clear it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what we're using is 3% saline. So it's a higher salt solution. Three times as more salt. Yeah. So it's just mm -hmm. like dragging water, literally. It's like trying to kind of dry out the lung lining a little bit so that the children can cough the mucus out. Yeah. Whether it works, whether it doesn't, it certainly… I'll tell you what it doesn't do. It doesn't make them get better any faster because mm -hmm. you can't kill the virus. But it just makes them feel better. Yeah. So they, we make them feel better with that. We make them feel better by sucking their noses out because, oh, shame, their noses get so blocked up. Mm -hmm. And and they need oxygen. We don't use physio. Mm. Because certainly the research that I've looked at and Mike's looked at and our training is that physiotherapy does makes no difference in bronchiolitis. Mm. Some people do. We don't. Um and our children get better just as fast as everybody else's does. Mm. But so in the last month, we've had, I think, probably close on 10 to 15 patients admitted with bronchiolitis. Yep. And that's a conservative, conservative estimate. From the ones that I can remember, I had a seven-week-old that was admitted that collapsed her left lung because of this RSV. Because yep. it just completely blocked off the airway and the lung collapsed. We've had children almost on a ventilator. There's, we've had at least three children that were almost on a ventilator because of RSV. I mean, you remember, though, we've had a couple, Mike, where, where 
between us, we've been looking after them, and one of us has been off for the weekend, for example. Mm. And you've kind of gone and said, oh, "This guy looks like or this girl he's going to be fine." <laughs> looks like we looks like we're on the mend. Mm, no heroics. And then I come in the next day. I look at this child going, "My goodness, but you've got worse." <laughs> and then I've watched that child over the next six, seven, or eight or nine hours just get tighter and tighter and tighter, literally like that. Mm. And then we've had to institute that non-invasive ventilation, and boom, suddenly the child's better again. Mm. So you've literally, as I've said it for the third time, you have to have your wits about you. Mm. You have to be change. brave here. You have to watch them carefully. And also, once they get onto auction, it can take time. Because, yes, the, the, the coughing and the wheezing and all that stuff gets worse by day five. It peaks yeah. at day five. But then you plateau and slowly get better afterwards. Yes. So I think you, you told me a few weeks, a few years ago, that you said now that it takes two weeks, but normally about two to six weeks for them to get rid of their wheezing. Yes. So they can be coughing. As long as it's progressively getting better, they can be coughing for two to six weeks. And they're what we call happy wheezers. So they're running around playing, wheezing. And the more they play, the more they wheeze. Yeah, the biggest, but, and the big problem with RSV is we know that there is a very high rate of chronic wheezers and even asthma in children who've had RSV in the first year of their life, who have been sick enough to require oxygen in hospital. RSV causes that. Much more if they've been prem babies as well. Mm. So we need to do everything we can to prevent RSV. So what can you do to prevent RSV other than lock yourself down and wear masks like we did in COVID, where we absolutely killed it off, or we we avoided it? <laughs> yes. we, didn't kill, we avoided it. Yes. Yeah, let's be clear. It was still floating around. Let's be exactly right. Let's be clear about it. It's, we, we we avoided it. They were still around. Um, but for obviously for prem babies who have had who who are, who are tiny at birth, there mm. is a chronic lung disease. Chronic lung disease children. We we can we can give them a medication that gives them some kind of protection just for that first season of of RSV. And it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't give you life. It literally just works for that season. Because so there, is antibodies. No, there is no vaccine. Mm. They, no, are doing, they are doing a, a trial now well, on the, RSV vaccine. There are four, they're, they're four uh, RSV vaccines that are currently in stage three trials. But just – so there are two types of RSV, number one. So there's RSV A and RSV B. So you need to try and find the common protein between those that you can build a vaccine for. But the other thing about it is remembering that with active wild virus infection from RSV, we don't develop really good immunity, and especially the young babies under six months of age. I mean, they don't generally develop good immunity either, and that's shown because the normal vaccines that we give them, 6, 10, and 14 weeks, we have to boost those later on anyway. I had a child that had bronchiolitis in February and in June the same year. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Just because of that yeah. poor immune response. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, the, the other virus we're seeing commonly at the moment is rhinovirus, which can also mm-hmm. make you wheeze and sound like bronchiolitis. We had a few adenoviruses too. Yeah, and that's they, right. those are severe, 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 and they can also cause gastro. But RSV is the one. RSV yes. is the one that's around all the time and the one we need to try and um, protect our babies from by identifying those premies that can have that prophylaxis, but generally in the population, and especially at the moment, I think it's just important for people to realize that everybody's coughing, everybody's wheezing, we can't treat RSV, anything we do is just looking after the symptoms, but don't be complacent about it. If you're unhappy with the way your baby is looking and breathing, especially if they're under one year of age, rather get them checked out, rather get them checked out, because in those children, the treatment is oxygen. So if they're huffing and puffing and wheezing and miserable, don't wait. Mm. 
thing is they, they might also be wheezing for so long that they start to get tired. And they're at the phase where they are not actually breathing well enough that it looks like they're actually getting better. They're actually so tired that they cannot breathe properly anymore. And then it's very quickly downhill after that. Yep, that's right. And in that situation when they are just kind of hanging on, uh, you'll also find that they are probably not drinking quite as well as they should be drinking. And then they can become a bit dehydrated from that as well and from the rapid breathing. And I think what's really important is that fever is not a major thing with bronchiolitis. They don't mm. come in feverish. They come in wheezing and in what we call respiratory distress. They are having difficulty, shortness of breath, retractions, breathing Severe, with their tummies. Coughing, 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 you can, coughing, coughing you can hear the wheeze. While they're breathing, you can mm. hear the wheeze. No, it sounds like almost like snap, crackle, pop at the in the breath. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to bring bring the microphone up close. Let's have a listen. <laughs> yes, like that. That's a wheeze. Wait, we're putting the microphone down. That's a wheeze. Oh, tight things. Of the so sense. I hope that's been useful for you, just to try and paint the picture of what this is and what the expectation is. It's not a quick thing at all. Um, the majority of children do get better outside of hospital, but will need some support with cleaning their noses and helping them clear their coughs. Uh, but if you have a child who looks like they are getting tired and they're breathing with difficulty, not feeding properly, then rather have them checked out. And that's it. Thanks. Yeah. If your children have a lot to do, thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At Two Pete in a Podcast. At Two Pete in a Podcast. T-W-O, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.